Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. This independent podcast is featured on the Hockey Writers and iHeartRadio, bringing you honest and unfiltered entertainment and discussion on the Montreal Canadiens and hockey news. Your hosts, Matt Smith, Treg Wilson, and Blaine Putney are proud to be one of your trusted sources. If you are talking about it, so are we. Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. This premier independent fan experience podcast is featured on the Hockey Writers and brings you honest and in-depth Montreal Canadiens discussion and entertainment. Your hosts, Matt Smith, Treg Wilson, and Blaine Pudney are proud to be one of your trusted sources for Habs and hockey news. If you are talking about it, so are we. And a welcome to episode 186 of Habs Unfiltered. I'm your host, Blaine Pudvang. I'm joined now by my co-host, Treg Wilson. Hey. <laughs> who just woke up. And we are joined by our special guest, Beth of the Habby Hour. Hello. So happy you can finally make it. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Uh, for those listening that may be, might be missing Matt, uh, don't worry. He'll be back in the next episode. He's just stuck at work. Or did he just have a sex change and this isn't really bad? I'm in the Canadian Air Force. Well, at least she finally made it to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> got my citizenship. Had, no, I'm just kidding. She had to inhabit Matt's body. <laughs> <laughs> From what I understand on OnlyFans, a lot of people want to do that. The two fans that paid 99 cents for the uh, OnlyFans page? I think it's three now. I am not one of them. His mom doesn't count. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's enough. That's enough of that. All right. Matt can't defend himself. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So this week, this episode here, we're going to talk a little bit about the camps, uh, the development camp, some news and notes around that. So we'll just just jump right into it. Uh, Development camp started yesterday. Today, as we record, it's the 16th and they had their first on ice practices today. So. Oh, there's Treg tapping his microphone. (laughs) Is it working? It's working. working. So. Let's just let's just get our our thoughts out on camp. So uh, the first the first point on camp I wanted to talk about was uh, Carey Price. He was on the ice today for the first time after getting his torn meniscus rebuilt. 
which is not a big, not that big of a surgery uh, when you come to think of it. So uh, Beth, you're the guest. Why don't you give us your thoughts first? <laughs> um, I'm excited that he was finally skating. This is the first time he has skated since um, having surgery uh, back in July, at the end of July. So that's almost two months. Um, I guess it would be about two months at, since the end of the Stanley Cup finals um, that he skated. Um, I didn't see video. I don't know if anybody else did, but so I don't know how he looked, but it's Carey Price, so I'm not imagining he looked bad. Um, and from the beginning, since we learned that he needed surgery, we um, were told that we it was to expect him to be ready to go at the beginning of the season. Um, and that's in a little less than a month or so. So I'm, I, I'm happy about it. I'm excited about it. He's excited to be there. He's happy to be there. Um, so I feel good about this. It was kind of a, kind of a fun little game. They played game of chicken with Seattle that got us to this point. Mm -hmm. Now that we look back, it's just, you know, a torn meniscus. I mean, I've had that done. That's, that's easy. You get up and walk. You're almost walking the next day. That's true. But I mean, I also, we, we, we don't know what Seattle did or didn't know either. Like you would, you would assume or could assume that they could and would have spoken with medical professionals that are dealing with Carrie and his injuries um, in order to be as informed as possible. Yeah, part of the game was that uh, they had to have their choice in the day before he was going to see his uh, his surgeon. So there was no final word yet. I got gotcha. you. There's there probably a little bit of, eh, it's probably minor. Or they had a pretty decent idea, but they didn't have a, a finite or definitive answer at that point. Treg, did you see any of it? I saw the video that was on uh, Twitter. Can you guys hear me? Can you, oh, yeah. I saw the video that was on Twitter. Uh, so he was doing just a bunch of back and forth with his, he was fully padded up. So he had all his pads on. He's doing a lot of back and forth, short movements and stuff like that. Uh, he looked all right. Looked pretty good. Um, I've never had a torn meniscus, but I've had other things wrong with my knee, but uh, I, I thought the video, I mean, it was only a short, like 10, 15 second clip, but I thought in the video, he looked pretty good. Um I don't see why he wouldn't be ready for the start of the season, but I'm not a doctor. I play one on television, but I'm not a doctor. <laughs> um, I do wonder if this means that we won't see the usual November struggle from Carey Price this season. Um, if the if the meniscus had anything to do with it, because he said he has been it's an injury he's been carrying for a while. Um. So that'll be something I'll be paying attention to in the coming months. I think having Jake Allen there full-time will make a difference this year. So he'll be able to take a few games at a, you know, in a row, give uh, Price a little bit of a rest in between and might take I, care of that. I think Price needs a schedule, though. I think uh, a lot of the issue last year was Price was kind of off his game because he was like not used to – He's used to playing two, three, four games in a row. So his rhythm. Last, yeah, his rhythm was I that's what I thought happened near the first of the season. His rhythm was off because he was like playing a couple games. Then he'd have a then Allen would play, then it'd be a day off, and then like he's used I that's what I think. I think uh I hope Ducharme sets a, a better little I think I think it should be 60-40 in my opinion 
for uh, games played, like 60%, 40%, you know, but I don't think price should be overtaxed as well. I mean, that'll come down to see where they are when it comes playoff time. Then they already clinched a spot. Then you can sit price and play Allen all you want, really. So I still think we have probably the best goalie tandem in the league right now. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. So um, we'll see. Yeah. So uh, moving on from there, uh, Jonathan Drouin. For those watching on YouTube, there's my Drouin jersey that sat in the Bell Center during the uh, Stanley Cup run. Um, he was back out on the ice. He had a fresh haircut, a trimmed beard, a big smile on his face, and, and his movements looked crisp and methodical and he was doing it at high speed I, I know it's practice and it's just warm-ups and stuff but that's the first that we've seen of him since he was on LTIR so um I'll put it to you Beth what what do you what do you see what do you expect um I I see a player who is excited and rejuvenated and um Dare, dare I say weightless? Like he, like I'm really grateful that he was able to go to the coaching staff and and tell them like, hey, like this is going on. I need to do this and take care of myself, um, or else this isn't going to work out. And so he was able to do that. And now that he is excited, ready to come back, and he can focus on his job. Um, and like Blaine, you did say like it is just practice, but to me, like. Drewing feels like a player that he, that believes in the whole um, practice the way you play uh, philosophy, and he is he he was able to watch his teammates, his coworkers, his friends do this amazing, unexpected fairy tale cup run, and now those are the people that he gets to and even if he didn't get to be a part of it actively he those are people he gets to play with um in the coming season and he's excited about that he wants to see what can continue off of what they just did Uh, drew has also been playing in broussard since july so he he's been and he has been practicing keeping in shape he looks really good uh he looks happier to me he looks at more at peace um I guess we'll see when the season starts how that that affects him. Uh, I know the interview is having with Chantel McAbee was canceled, um, but I think that was more on Chantel's side than Jonathan Drewin's side. Yeah, it was scheduled uh, for the twentieth of September, and for our election. American yeah, for our American friends, twenty September is our election day this year, so they're more than likely going to be focusing more on that than on uh, Drewin' interview. So. Uh, and he, he was supposed to come, I don't know if he was going to come right out and say what was wrong, but he was supposed to be a candid interview about what happened basically, or what it was going on. So, uh, personally, I don't really care. It's none of my business. So I just, you know, I was never a, I never thought Drew had a bad year last year. I get it. He only scored two goals, but at the time he went out, he was second on the team in assists and fifth on the team in points. So it's not like he wasn't, uh, producing offense or anything um i think you just have some people who expected drew in to be this 80 point scorer when he got to montreal and he's just not that he's more of a 50 to 60 maybe 70 on the right line score 
and uh, that's what you're going to get. Um, and if you're not satisfied with that, you're never going to be satisfied. So, well, I mean, he's already getting attacked online by some of the usual idiots on Twitter well, and Instagram. And this guy been quiet all summer, probably because the team went to the Stanley Cup final and he had nothing to bitch about. So finally, he has something to complain about. And really, he picked the wrong thing to complain about, and he really got a lot of backlash. So I'm not going to mention his name because it doesn't really matter. But is uh, it the person that um, Alan Walsh went after today? No, no, that that's was, a different uh, guy. That's okay. a different guy. This is a Habs fan. Gotcha. Uh, that's been <laughs> not a Habs fan since a certain person was traded in 2016. I gotcha. So he's like a Brendan Kelly type person, but, the... but not Brendan Kelly's douche here. So. <laughs> I want to bring up that tweet by Walsh. That was that was an epic tweet. That was a uh, for Druid's agent, wasn't it, or ex agent yeah. or something? Yeah. So I'm just bringing that up now. Um, yeah. So Alan Walsh was responding to stuff that uh, David. Etagi, uh, I can't, uh, I'm having a hard time pronouncing that. He's a sports management and hockey agent out of Quebec. He, uh, he's a francophone in his, he did, uh, he did francophone radio hits where he had Drouin being traded out of town and not in the uh, Canadians light up. He did a whole bunch of stuff. And uh, Walsh found out the next day, which I think it was earlier. Yeah. So this was that David guy was doing that yesterday. Today, Alan Walsh tweeted, and I'm quoting, you're an absolute disgrace to be spreading bullshit rumors about Jonathan Drouet on radio and Twitter. You claim to be an agent. You're the enemy of players. God damn. I'm not, I'm not always siding with Alan Walsh, but on this fact, I thought he, uh, yeah. he did pretty good there. Yeah. If you want an agent to back you up, Alan Walsh is your man. I mean, and if I had to say one good thing about Alan Walsh is that he does stick up for every player he represents. Um, even if it's not in the most diplomatic way. <laughs> like a sword through the back kind yeah, of way? something yeah. like that. Um, but he does, he, ca- he cares. He cares. <laughs> he definitely cares. <laughs> I know when I make it big, I'm going to make him my age. Well, I feel yeah. like you and Alan Walsh would get in a fist fight. That'd be epic. <laughs> uh, then I'm definitely making him my age. <laughs> Can't wait to see Treg passed out on the ground. You'd be, with... you'd be on TSN for a week. Right. Oh, the TSN turning point. And <laughs> see right here, this is where Treg slipped on the banana peel. Oh, it'd be so good. So good. It would be. Maybe I'll hire him to be my agent for the Bergevin arm wrestling contest. There you go. Can we get it sponsored by Molson so we can drink for free? Hey, I'm working on it. <laughs> but uh, but back to back to Drew, though. Um, it, I think it's seeing him, it, it's kind of like what he did at the start of last season. He looked really focused and ready and he he kicked it off really well but it was the um the wear and tear the the pressure throughout the season seemed to weigh down on him when he finally couldn't take it uh i'm not sure what else was at issue but you can you can tell that 
with the media just just piling onto him by the end of the year that he he needed that break so for me it's going to be can he finish the year off the way he is starting the year well the last two seasons he started off really well the season where he broke his wrist he was the yeah. top one of the top scorers on the team he was off to a good start. I know he spent the summer looking at videotape to make his game better. I thought he became a better two-way player. He was a little bit better on the on the back check and the four check. He was a little bit better in his own zone. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. He wasn't he wasn't an Armia or a Byron or a or or a Dano, but I mean, he was he was doing well. He was doing his part, and uh, I guess if he can come back with that same passion and flair starting this season, there should be some pressure off him with all the depth they have at wing with Huffman and Toffoli and Anderson and uh, Gallagher and everyone going to be there. There should be some pressure off him. Hopefully he can just play his game. I think if he's allowed to just play his game, he's going to do work wonders for the Canadians. So, uh, and I would like to see him on a line with Suzuki and Caulfield, to be honest with you, but that's just me. Yeah. I mean, I think, regardless of how his season ends this this year it's going to be exponentially better than how it likely would have ended if he hadn't taken the break at the end of this past season um it's really hard to succeed at anything if you can't or aren't meant can't be or aren't mentally in it and i think that he did what he absolutely had to do in order to be his best self in all areas, including hockey. So I, I mean, I'm not saying I have low expectations for him because that's not, that's not true at all. Um, but I think that wherever he lands at the end of the season, um, as far as the score sheet goes or whatever, um, I think it'll be just fine. I think he'll be excited about it. Oh yeah. I cannot wait. We, we got to watch him play in junior here in Halifax and he is still a really big deal. I mean, his, his face and likeness is still plastered on the side of uh, the local arena here where the Mooseheads play. So it, it would really be great to see him come out strong and have a full and complete season where he is playing at the top of his game. Not, not just because it would help the Canadians, but I think it would do a, do him wonders absolutely and it would definitely start all kinds of talk of well let's trade him now that he's doing so well i mean i do i don't really care about sergachev but i do really like sergachev's cat um so (laughs) if we could have joanne and sergachev's cat who is adorable um i would i'd be happy would we just buy drawing a cat and say it's say it's the same thing doesn't have to be the same cat, just a similar cat. Fair. I think he'd be a good cat dad. Maybe he already has a cat. A secret cat that he's not telling us about? Does he have to tell us about his cat? I like to know about hockey players who have cats because they have a different energy than hockey players who have dogs. Men with cats are on a, are on a different level than men with just dogs. So I'm on a, on a better level than blaine if blaine doesn't have a cat then yes nope no cats in this damn house you're missing out 
Because I have a cat and two dogs. There you go. You just need one cat. Just one cat makes a whole difference. I've I've got a dog and a and a lizard named Gus. I mean, lizards are cool. I like I also like dogs. Don't get me wrong. I like dogs. I also like lizards. Um, but it's just a man a man who can connect with a cat. It's just beautiful. Well, there you go. You're beautiful, Treg. He knew I, I heard. I always knew that. <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, I just wanted to keep it to myself. I'll just. I also have a hedgehog. Here. Just throwing that out there. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just going to continue staying at least five to ten feet away from cats because. Uh, Are you afraid I, of cats? No, I'm allergic. They have hairless ones. You could put little sweaters on them. Oh my god, a hairless cat! Yeah, yeah, they're fine. They're hypoallergenic. Oh well, if I wanted a hairless cat, I would just have Treg in my house. But Treg is hairy. You take the beard off, you'll see. <laughs> and those cats are really cute. Then you put a little a little shower cap on them, and then you give them a bubble bath. It's a good time. But if you put a shower cap on them, don't they look like a penis? Why would they need a shower cap if they don't have hair? No, no. Take, so you know, they don't get water in their ears when you give them a bath. Because oh. they'll get ear infections. They're needy now. <laughs> now they're needy. It's a shower cab. You can take them in the shower with you. Uh, scrub uh, them down and then toss them out. Sounds like a lot of effort. You have you wash uh, your dog. Yeah, I, I I have a hose outside. <laughs> you just spray him, you just spray Maurice down. I just chain him up in the yard when it's raining. You know, you know, it's, it's easier. Let him let him jump in the lake. Yeah. See, I just take Kaylee down. I have the ocean right outside my door. Yeah. I just take him down. And <laughs> she jumps in the ocean. She comes out. The salt bath. Does her little shake thing. I wipe her down with a towel and off we go. <laughs> Susie have to be more delicate because you have to watch her eyes. Is she right uh, there? She's right here beside me. Yeah. Can we see her? Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, she's sleeping. Aw. I literally moved my whole computer to do that. You're so. a gem. Thank you. All right. Wow, we should have Beth on more often. <laughs> you paid her in advance for this. I, I know. I know. I have no money. Yeah. Neither do I. <laughs> no. All right. So back to hockey. Now that Treg's ego is uh, <laughs> too big to leave the basement. Um, I'm, back to I'm the actually camp. not in a basement, but okay. Sure. <laughs> basement <laughs> of his mind. Uh, all right. So the uh, the camp itself, development camp is going on. They're gonna have uh, they're gonna have a couple of games against the Ottawa Senators prospects and the U Sports uh, All Star team. So we're gonna get to see them on the ice and gameplay. Is there anyone in the development camp that either one of you are looking forward to seeing or expecting anything from, Beth? Um, I am really excited to see what happens with Avi Pinar. Um, I like watching him is so fun, and he has just made such a great name for himself uh, with the Rocket. Um, he's so everybody says, or not everybody, but there's so many people that say like the Habs don't let players marinate. They they try to rush them through their development, all this other stuff. Um, but they drafted Raphael, who 
um, went undrafted in 2018, spent another year um, hanging out, I think in college. Um, and then was draft junior, then drafted in 2019. Uh, he was still smaller. He was a second round or a later round pick with later. Or He's a later Seven. round pick. Yeah. Um, and he just worked his ass off and now has become Lavaliger and has become a player that two other rookies ha- said during camp that they are modeling their games after because they were also later on picks and they're like, if he can do all the right things and be successful and make the big team, then if we follow in his lead, then we can do the same things to it and make it as well. Um, and so I'm really excited to see what happens with him. Um, even if, even if he doesn't make the Habs, um, the beginning of the season, whatever happens with him later on during the year, I think will be really awesome. I'm actually kind of surprised he's there because he had a full season with Laval last year and he played really well. I thought he'd be like a, a paling or someone, uh, you know, where he would just skip the rookie camp and go right into Laval's uh, training camp. But I'm glad he's there. It gives him extra ice time and stuff. Um, I personally am looking forward. Of course, Norlander. I want to see how well he does because, uh, you know, he's going to go to the main camp when it's over. Uh, he's already said in his interview today that his goal is to make the Canadians this year. If he doesn't make, he goes to Ferlunda. He does not go to Laval. Uh, I think that's an age thing. Am I, am I correct, Blaine? No, it's the European contract. European yeah. contract, correct. Uh, and another guy I'm looking forward to seeing is a Caden Gooley. I'd like to see how well he yes. does uh, in the uh, in this little uh, rookie camp, rookie uh, rookie thing. I don't think he's going to make the team, but uh, I'd like to see. He may, you know, who knows? He may play for Laval, or he may go back to the uh, Western Hockey League, where he never know, played uh, last year. I know Veronica, your co-host on Happy Hour put a little bit of pressure on Gooley today with her tweets, take, uh, posting pictures of him saying, oh, here's the next Weber, no pressure. <laughs> um, he's one, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see with him. I saw someone say that they think that he might get the Sergachev treatment. Uh, sorry to bring up Sergachev again, but um, where he plays um, some preseason or like a first few, like in the uh, regular season games, and then um, gets sent back to junior um, to develop further, which I thought was an interesting observation to make. Like, that's not something that I feel like that's not something people kind of like put out very often, just that that's a possibility that could happen. No, that's what they think will happen with the player. Um, so I think. I don't know what I expect. I don't have any expectations for Gooley at the moment. I like him. Um, I think that he has a great, he has a great future. He has great potential, but I just don't know what I think is going to happen this season. Yeah. Um, well, for me, it's, uh, there's a couple of guys actually for me. Um, Alex Gravel is the goaltender that was drafted by Chicago, not signed. Uh, was invited on a tryout. He played here in Halifax in the, in, uh, for the Mooseheads. Uh, the other one is Tag Bertuzzi, the son of Todd Bertuzzi. Uh, he played in Europe this year because the OHL wasn't playing, so he decided he was going to go to Europe. And I just think it's really neat to see people, people that I grew up playing with and against, seeing their kids <laughs> starting to come up now. So it's 
it's really, really, really weird. I'm starting to feel super old now. You are. But okay. I am. <laughs> but it, I just feel it's kind of neat to see. And Tag Bertuzzi is a six foot one, 200 pound winger. He likes to play a power forward game. And that's something that the Canadians could definitely use even in the minor league system. So it'd be nice to see him earn a contract, even if it's an AHL contract. But yeah. uh, from here, do you guys see anyone actually having an, a chance at making the teams? Because there's going to be, there might be two spots available, a center position and a third pairing defenseman position. Is there anyone out of this rookie camp that has a shot at all? Just Norlander, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like the, I mean, my other pick, would be Elonen, but he's the the Habs are so so deep at wing right now, um, that he's at this point he's just very high on the call up list. Or maybe again getting a game or two during preseason or the beginning of regular season, and then being sent to the Rocket. Um, uh, yeah. Ramage says Yolanin's gonna. They, they plan on having Yolen and get some heist time with Montreal, but uh, I think that's all preseason talk, to be honest with you, because I really, if they're, unless there's injuries or this, the end of the season, like they did with Paling a few years ago, I just don't see where he'd fit in. I just don't. And yeah. He's not a fourth line type player. So putting him on the fourth line would be like putting what happened to Paling when he went on the fourth line there in uh, 1920, where, uh, 2019 20 where he barely touched the puck and you know didn't really do much at all in 27 games so that's my opinion yeah yeah and, and you don't want uh you don't want the the canadians rushing anyone either so you made mention of this earlier in the show beth when you were talking about uh people saying that the canadians have been rushing their players we don't have to worry about that this year at the very least you see the depth up front and you're like, yeah, maybe there are one or two spots and the young guys might make it. Maybe one guy might do it. It's kind of forcing the Canadians to keep their players at the lower level. So they actually mature physically and mentally, which yep. in my opinion, hasn't really been their forte the last few years. Nope. <sighs> But now, like, but now the teams are going to be like um, a fine wine or a nice cut of steak or something. I don't know. Um, but you leave it there for a year or two, and you come back, and it'll be even better than it was before. Beth, you're a vegan. I don't know what you know about steak. So I wasn't always vegan. I've had oh, steak okay. before. Okay. It it's aged. It's it's, it's aged. Aged. Thirty five to fifty six days depending on how you want it just in butter. Just saying. Or, just or cheese. We, it could be cheese, wine, cheese, steak. <laughs> I don't know what else you throw in a dark room and leave alone for a month. Um, Mushrooms. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind being thrown in a dark room and left alone for a month. Um, but. I I mean, going back to who we think, I truly believe Norlander is the only guy that could make it. I don't think he will make it. I think he's going to go back to Ferlunda. Maybe near when Ferlunda's season's over, maybe he gets a game or two in, but uh, I don't see him uh, 
I really don't see anyone from this rookie camp pushing for the team. Her, uh, uh, RHP, I think, could play later on in the season if injuries come up. Uh, I did. I, I wrote an article about five Laval players I could play in the NHL at some point this season, and I, I have him as one of them. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, and with the uh, with the Trois-Rivières-Dion as part of the family now, you've got the ECHL, AHL. There's some openings for some more contracts. Not necessarily NHL two-way deals, but some AHL contracts. So some of these guys who are here on, on tryout, there's contracts up for grabs. So we're, uh, we're going to see a little bit of competition. And I do expect a couple of these guys to get called up to the, uh, the main camp. So it should be fun to watch. Have we seen any, I don't know. Do we have, do we have um, coaching staff and stuff for them? And have we seen any of them at, uh ricky camp well the coaching staff for laval is there okay but not for 12 Riviere. okay no no the uh the Lyon they're running um they're running some pre-camp work in uh the new rink so they're they're not going to be with the uh the main camp here i'll say one thing though xavier simino or not xavier or whatever yeah it is xavier xavier yeah looks huge yes i'll just say that for, for like he looks like he's a 27 year old man and he uh he's only what 19 or something like that so uh yeah i'm, I'm gonna be, i'm gonna be interested to see how his career goes now again, he definitely looks a lot bigger than riley kidney <laughs> kidney riley kidney looks like simone's kidney <laughs> yeah to, like it looks like he took his kidney out and that's where it was but and uh, um and Simino was one of the players who uh I mentioned earlier that um was a later round pick that was modeling themselves after our um, RHP uh the other yeah, one yeah. was uh Joshua Joshua Wah. now guys like Joshua Wah and Tag uh, uh Bertuzzi Bertuzzi Guys like that, I can see going to an AHL contract or starting in the ECHL if they don't. Uh, I mean, that's basically why they're at this camp. See where they are in the system, and uh, you're going to see a lot of. I think I think the 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 Lions are going to have a lot of French. So I think it's going to be loaded up on French speaking players. <laughs> I don't think you're going to find too many English speaking guys down there, but there's nothing wrong with that. No, there'll be there's going to be a lot of movement. I think uh, between Trois and Levad. So you're going to see a lot of guys moving back and forth, <clears throat> mostly because of that veteran rule. So I don't know. Um, with Tag, he's not on. Uh, so Roy was drafted. The Canadians have a couple of years with him. But with uh, with Bertuzzi, either they sign him or he he takes off. There's another Wa too. Didn't they invite another Wa as well? I thought there was two Wa's on the team. And I thought I they know. invited one from the queue. Check Hab's Twitter. It's always pathetic Roy. Yes, but I'm not talking about Patrick Wall. Talked about the <laughs> anyway. I'll find it. I'll find it later. Okay. Now I'm gonna do. We're gonna move on to something a little bit more fun here before we end the show. Um, some bold predictions. Putting you putting you guys on the spot. This is just something I figured. Screw it. Let's give it a shot. I know. Treg, you wanted to do some bold predictions, but you got shot down. I did. 
because someone told me that bold predictions and predictions are the same thing. They are not the same thing, but anyway, I'm not going to do it. So you all are going to miss out now. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to give Beth a minute to think of a couple of bold predictions here. So I'm going to start with you, Treg, because you, I know you had that idea. Uh, I think bold prediction Habs will be in the top three for the power play next season. They'll, they'll be the top three in the league for power play. My bold prediction. That's bold. They were 19th last year. I, I, I know exactly where they were. They didn't have, <laughs> they didn't have Huffman and Caulfield and Weber will not it's be Hoffman. on the power play. It's Hoffman, honey. That's what I said, didn't I? What did I say? Kaufman? You said Huffman. Hoffman. Sorry. Huffman, Hoffman, whatever. All right, Trej. Maritimer. Oh, hey, do you know how many times someone says my name wrong? I know. I know. Day? I know. All right. Um, Greg with a T. <laughs> Greg with a T. Uh, my other bold prediction would be that the Habs have another long playoff run. I'm not saying finals, but I'm not saying just two rounds either. So you're saying conference final? At least. Okay. They'll need that friggin' top three power play for sure then. Telling you. <laughs> Offensive juggernaut. All right, Beth, I'll give you a couple of minutes. You got? Do you have one? I have it's not a bold prediction, um, but I think that this is finally the year that the Habs win the opening season opener um, against the Leafs um, for the first time in a hot minute. Um, I'll piggyback on that and say my bold predictions, they come back to win 4-3 after being down 3-1. Hey, anything's Ooh. possible. Now, clearly, Treg thinks they're going to make the playoffs. Do you think they're, a, they're the lock for the playoffs that Treg does? Yes. They have, they have so much. They don't have all of the same pieces that they had, but they still have a lot of those same pieces. Um, and the pieces that were lost, I think, have been pretty – there are if they haven't been immediately replaced um the options that are available to the team in their pipeline i think will serve them well um i don't i think I, th I don't think i think they're like there's always injuries it's a hockey it's a hockey game it's a hockey team um but the backup that they have for everybody i think will will be fine yeah, the depth last year was definitely put to put to the test with seven players out at the same time uh, in that really tight schedule. So I, I don't think they're going to see that level of of um, uh, issues this year. But I, I think you're right. I think the depth is there for the Canadians to overcome a few injuries. Mm -hmm. I still think they're a bubble team, though. I still think they they're missing a little bit to really ensure that they can take that last spot 
really cement their way in. Like, that's why I think a, Nor- a Norlander type player, but a puck, a puck mover of some kind is really, really the key to this whole thing. I do have another prediction. Oh, do tell. Shea Weber's back for playoffs. One million percent. Oh. Guaranteed. They're going to Kucherov him. They're going to Kucherov him. By the way, Beth, my cat's right there. Oh, hello. Hello. Little fluffy lady. I see her tail. She's my dog's My dog's probably going to attack him. She's a mean cat. Look, you got to treat cats like women. All cats are like women. It is kind of a mean cat. You got to know. She's not mean to me, but she's kind of sweet talk them. Before we go, Blaine, I did ask for a few questions while I was at the gym. Was that what you were doing? It wasn't just posing for selfies? I didn't take any selfies. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, you were taking pictures of your trainer. No, he that's looking. his own picture. He's up at uh, he's actually my trainer right now. Uh, Mason Mantel is at the IF, IBBF uh, Pro in Toronto trying to get his pro card. That's on Saturday night if anyone wants to see it. Anyway, so I asked uh, if anyone had any questions. Well, so uh, Terry Tam from Hot Sauce Sports. Oh, God. He asked me if I could revive one career for any former Habs player in the 21st century, who and why. Now, I did revive someone, but it was from the 20th century, and that was Mads Naslin, because I think he he was just um, he was just one of my favorite forwards to play. Yeah, the we game got Caulfield. It's the same thing. Uh, Nas- uh, yeah, true. But anyway, imagine Naslin and Caulfield though. It would be like having Lavallagher and Gallagher on the same team. <laughs> it's true. And then uh, Jay Mick in the six one three. Asks, what should we keep an eye on during the Habs six exhibition games? I'm assuming who. Uh, I said Paling and Romanov. They're the two people that I would keep an eye on. Romanov just to see if he's going to be on that second pair or play on that third pair. And Paling to see if he can take that third line center role. Yeah, but Beth, who would you, going back to the first question, is there someone from the 2000s you would bring back? I know who I bring back from the two thousands. The two thousands. Um, my mullet. <laughs> you had one in the two thousands. No, I had one in the nineties. Oh, okay. He, he um, had one last month. I would bring back. Oh gosh, what is his name? Tori Mitchell. <laughs> Troy Mitchell? I really like Troy Mitchell. I know that he was not everybody's favorite. Um, I just really liked him. So it'd be fun to... Is he the guy that got the puck in the throat? No, that's uh, McCleary. McCleary. Trent McCleary. Troy Mitchell was... He he, he left the team... Went to L.A. Yeah, he went to L.A. in, like, I think 2016 or 2017. Yeah, thereabouts, yeah. And then he he's retired now, and he does like a, a hockey school. Um, he's like working in the community for with kids and stuff. And he's ha- he said he's really happy. Like I read an, there was an article about it like last year or something, and he's like really happy. And I'm like, but I miss you being on the Habs. And he was like every once in a while he'd be like the um, the the poster they'd put up at, like on game day. They'd be like, here's your starting lineup, and he'd be like the guy like next to all the names and whatever back then. I don't know. I just liked I just like Tori Mitchell. I don't know why. 
He was Fair. just fun. I used to really like Ed Roman. Well, you, don't know who Ed, you don't know who Ed Ronan is. No. <laughs> but he's on the cup. His name. Yep. He he was in the he was a fourth liner, 13th forward in 1993 for the Habs Cup run. Yeah, I was I was one. Yeah, I was seven. And uh I was in the he, army. <laughs> I was 17. <laughs> I was like <laughs> actually I was 19. But anyway, um that's who I liked. And I also, uh, there was another guy I liked. He played most for the AHL, for the Fredericton Canadians at the time. Furland was his name. Um, Jonathan only, Furland? Yeah, he only played a game or two with Montreal, I think, in his career. But anyone, the person from the 2000 would bring back, just because I think the Habs need him right now, would be the general, Andre Markov. Uh, that's who I would bring back. 100%. Either him or Saku Koivu. Well, uh, Saku Koivu is my other go, but I think we need that two-way puck mover more than anything on this team but if we're going for like you know the media star power thing sheldon Sure, alexi kovalev <laughs> why don't we just bring back the 90 to the not or the 2000 2003 halves so far they sucked but they, they sucked. had kovalev and Sure <laughs> and koivu and markov Team How could they so suck? <laughs> they suck and so bad. Pat Jablonski and bring him back just for the name. Jeff Hackett. No, that was in the nineties. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just naming off goalies that we had. That. All right. What was the next question you had on there? That was it. I think I only had the two. Oh. No oh. one cared. No one cared about us. I'm sorry. Show. Oh, I don't care. I was just, I was going to ask a non-hockey question and then I was like, this is going to just make him mad. So let me just not. Do it. Do it. No, it was just going to be, do you know the Muffin Man? It's not, it's not a real question. The Muffin Man? The Muffin Man? The Muffin Man. From Drury Lane? Yeah. No, I don't know the Muffin Man. I heard he ran off with uh, Little Bo Peep. Oh, Woody's going to be pissed. You have to, but you have to say it in the, in the voice of the, uh, of the, the uh, do you know the muffin man the muffin man who lives on jerry lane you're really that's good at that thanks i did the voice in the movie that's not true that's a lie <laughs> <laughs> all right is there any any final thoughts there treg uh, yeah i had that contest going on for that t-shirt that really did go well <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to restart it. It's going to be a t-shirt, that t-shirt. I'll show a picture of it. And this cool go Habs go. And I'm wearing pants, by the way. Uh, go Habs go. Is that upside down? No. No, it's good. Uh, it's good. A playoff towel. Uh, I have you can mine have that. right there. I got like five of them because uh, I bought a mystery box. So you can get that, you have that, and I'll put the question up on Twitter. And for those who answered the last question, I'm sorry, just there really just wasn't a lot of people. I'll put the question up on Twitter. It'd be something about this show. And uh, whoever gives me the right, I'll pick someone who has the right answer, and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah. It might even be about Beth. Uh Uh-oh. That's terrifying. (laughs) No, it probably won't be. It'll be a hockey question, but. Yeah. Now I'm thinking about maybe doing a an auction for a veterans uh, 
that's Canada. So if anyone, uh, I don't know, I've got this brand new Kotkaniemi jersey that I just got, and maybe I can auction that off. Uh, I just thought of something. I have a reverse retro Kotkaniemi jersey that I could. Uh, Never I'll know. Pose, I'll pose for pictures in it with just the jersey on, and we'll I'll see how much not money to? We, we'll see how much money we can make off it. I would pay you. Are you going to be like flexing all your muscles? I'll do like that Sports Illustrated where they're all naked. Oh, the naked, the body issue. Yeah, only I'll have the jersey on. That'll be fun. Just like, how many hockey sticks do you have? Just have all the hockey sticks out. I just have the Lekkonen one. And it's a left-handed and I'm right-handed, so. You don't have your own? Oh, my own stick? Yeah. Yeah, I I have lacrosse sticks. I don't have hockey sticks. I've got uh, I've got about thirty four sticks here, so if you want to buy a couple, I mean, I there's eight. some sticks in our yard, but that's just because we trimmed a tree. I have eight lacrosse sticks, so I don't I don't have any sports sticks. I need a bat. You're in the U.S. You don't have a bat. I I played uh, soccer uh, briefly when I was a child, and that's it. I was a I was the arts and music person. My brother played all the sports, like literally. Actually, I don't think he played any that you needed a stick or a bat for. But he wrestled and played rugby and played football and ran track. Is that it? I think that's it. That's all. That's all. I I ran track once. Once. The cops never did catch me. (laughs) Good job. It's because you did you do what I told you to do? Trip the other guy? Well, yeah, I tripped both of them right at the start. It was Matt, so. and that's why he's not here tonight. That's right. <laughs> Matt's in Air Force prison. <laughs> uh, all right. So, Beth, before we sign off, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you and what you've been, uh, what they might be expecting to see from you in the coming days? Um, only if you, can, you want them to find you. Only if I'm, yeah. Yes, um, okay. My OnlyFans. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh, hold on what oh hey, <laughs> hey. Uh, you can find me on twitter um at h-i-v-e-r-h-u-i-t uh um you can find my home podcast at happy hour on twitter with uh dave and veronica um i think we're recording on monday i won't be there because i have to work um but we are back recording weekly now our hiatus has ended um we'll be talking a lot about the habits of course um and i at least will be very um tuned in to what is going on with logan mayu um just because i don't want the pressure to be be lessened on the organization the house organization um, i want them to do the work i don't know if this work would be have been started um if they had not drafted logan but since they did and they're, they've started this, I want them to keep going. I want this to be a movement for good. Um, I think that's it. I can't think of any cool, fun projects at the moment. Um, but yeah, come check out the happy hour. We're also on YouTube, also on Twitter. Um, Veronica's there. She's fun to look at. Uh, Dave yells. So he yells. Yes, he does. So, <laughs> um, and we all talk about the Habs, and we're silly. We uh, 
we understand that part. <laughs> We're not in the military, though. I'm sorry. Not everyone makes the same bad life choices we did. <laughs> so, on that note, I want to thank you for coming on the show, Beth. We've been trying to get you for a little bit. We finally got uh, got the times teed up properly. So, thank you so really, much for having me. It's we really fun. appreciate you doing this. You're our first female guest. You're welcome. And since the halves she... are going more, yeah, who else do we have that was female? I don't know. I just never thought of that because I don't think that way. What's that? <laughs> I don't know. It's late. I'm just. Tr- I'm trying to pick on you. I need oh, yeah, it's something. like ten o'clock there. It's way past old man bedtime. Right. And and Blaine's and all. Oh! oh, I can't say this. I have news, but I can't. I don't know if I can say it right now. <gasps> Why not? Because uh, I don't know if someone else is already is ready to say it yet. Is that someone your wife? No. No, it's not. Well, uh, don't leave us hanging, dude. <laughs> All right. Well then, I'll. Uh, we'll, I'm we'll sending a text. Episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know if I'll get an answer. I don't know. No, we, you I, probably we, won't. We may have to. But uh, no, I. Truly, though, thank you for coming on the show. We really appreciate you doing this. It's been fun. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll absolutely be on again if you ever are okay with me coming back. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. And uh, of course, we're going to have to set up some kind of a meet and greet once all this pandemic shit is yes, done. Yes, I want to come to Nova Scotia really badly. It looks gorgeous. I was thinking more of Montreal where you can watch. Or also Montreal, that's fine. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, just Canada in general. Um, I do. There's the Canadian... Yeah. There's a Canadian flag over there. You can't see it. Um, but it's been in my room uh, for four years now. Um, well, four years last month was the first time I ever went to Canada and I bought that flag at Niagara Falls. I went to, I didn't go just to Niagara Falls, but I bought it at Niagara Falls because it was $5. Um, and it's been there ever since. And um, there are no, Cana- there, are, there are two Canadian flags hanging in this house and there are zero American flags hanging in this house. <laughs> How many? Do, yeah, yeah. I can, I can. Yeah, there's at least fourteen Canadian flags in my home. <laughs> All right, so I have permission to say my news now. Okay, Ooh. go. I am going to have a grandbaby boy. <gasps> Yay! There we go. So this will be my third grandchild at the young age of thirty-six, and. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's going to be a boy. So we're all pretty excited. That's the first boy. Is it going to be named after you? Absolutely not. Okay, good. (laughs) I would not, uh, I would not uh, put that uh, on any child. (laughs) So just going to, I'm going to put it out there. A great name. Shay. All the other kids have A names. So uh, I'll push her for like Axel and, you know, what about Adrian, Alice for Alice Cooper? Uh, Adrian, Axel, Arimathea. <laughs> I don't uh, the father wants uh, Justin Jr. So we can call him JJ, which I kind of agree with. I kind of like that. So, but we'll see. It's not my call. I'm just the granddad that's going to spoil it right. There you go. 
Well, that's great. Well, that's great news. That is great news. So, I just had to make sure I could say it before, you know. Yeah. I didn't want to. But I'm glad we waited. I'm glad. I'm glad that news came out. That's that's actually pretty exciting. I might have to buy a few gifts too. She's uh, 13 weeks right now. So. Oh, there you go. Oh, and tons of candy for the other two. I'm going to buy all kinds of candy. Yes, because they, judging from tonight, they really needed candy. <laughs> all kids need candy, always. I guess you can hand, reasons. You get to hand them back. Who? Do, what do you care? I care when they're here. we're trying to play the game sorry ever try to play sorry the three and a five-year-old yes i thought that was the easiest game we could play the three-year-old just wanted to put her things everywhere and then finally i thought trouble was easiest sorry it pretty much the same game i'm sorry 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 you flip cards sorry is very canadian sorry 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 about that (laughs) sorry your board games are very canadian and on that stereotype, I'm sorry that the show is over, but I want to thank everyone for coming and uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. Be sure to check out Beth and her work with the happy hour. Yeah, come on, Trey. Uh, and, um, I'm just wearing pajamas right now. So. But yes, ch- uh, check out Beth's work. Check out uh, happy hour. Give her a follow. And uh, remember, if you guys are talking about it, so are we. Yes. Have you ever needed a fragrance that matches your every social media post? Well, if you're on Twitter after dark and feel a little angry, you can wear Fireburgy. This fragrance is available on every social media site. Fireburgy. On every message board. Fireburgy. So when you need to smell like your social media accounts take a bath in. Fireburgy. You'll need no other fragrance. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.